in a world where options are limitless, but time is not. Two heroes take a stand against injustice and overwhelming viewing choices. Starring Jane Ellen. I don't see how the human race survived the medieval period. And Adam Cravens. A lot of them didn't. This is Binge or Cringe. A podcast that lets you know what's worth watching and what's not. From the Hinson Oakley Podcast Center at Rock 93.7. Hello and welcome to Binge or Cringe. I'm Jane Ellen. And I'm Adam Cravens. I have been watching things, uh, sort of a, a theme. I did... Before you speaking of themes, uh, apparently um, Good Omens had a positive enough uh, effect. They are adapting more of uh, Neil stuff. Apparently Sandman is also going to be coming to. I mean, it's going to be a ways off because they just announced it unless this thing has been going on behind the scenes. But I would say due to the positive um, response to Good Omens, uh, apparently they're going to start mining through. Uh, game and stuff and like he has got some he's got stuff so yeah yeah like stuff for days i can't say strong enough if you haven't seen good omens on amazon prime you need to if if you've never read in i mean honestly if you see his name on a comic book or any kind of literature uh read it that Mm -hmm. that that guy is is at the top of his field and i promise you like his mind does not operate as other mere mortals do. No, it does not. So, in keeping with this theme, part of the theme in my mind was, you know, Chris was going to find this interesting. I, can, I should watch this for her. I can believe that. By the way, my phone is whack. I, I have it on mute, and yet it, it still makes noises. Is it wiggity-wiggity-whack? Yes, it is. Okay. All right. Okay. So, I watched these two things which are related, kind of, sort of. And they are reality shows, but they're not reality shows as in, hey, we're all at a beach and we're in a house. It's not that type of thing. The first one I watched is called Exhibit A. And the the only thing I can say about both the shows I watched is you're not going to get any final answers, which I want. I want. I want to know. So you have this, for instance, um, it's about real crimes. Let me, let me, okay, you, you do want to always know. Every time that you have found out what you thought you wanted to know, though, is it always, like, okay, for example. Well, about the crimes, yeah. Okay, well, well I'm, I'm just talking I'm about crimes. Sto- story in general, like, when, when you found out that, like, Kramer's last name was Kramer and his first name was Cosmo, are you better for that? Weren't you just happier, happier when his Kramer, name was yeah, just Kramer? Fine. Yeah, So, I can say for Exhibit A, it is evenly weighted. It will start out with one thing. For instance, uh, one of the episodes, it's about, starts out with cadaver dogs and what cadaver dogs are trained to do and how they are trained to do this. And a cadaver dog is not a zombie. Okay, that's all I I could just see, like... A fr- essentially a Frankenstein dog. They're like, we've taken the head of the no. German Shepherd and taken this Alaskan Malamute and created a crime machine. No. Okay. A cadaver dog is trained to find a different scent than search and rescue dogs or drug sniffing dogs or dogs with drug addictions. Or How, how you do know. you... How- 
how did they discover that dogs could do this? Like they could smell. I have a great joke. Thank you, Monty Python. My dog has no nose. How does he smell? Awful. <laughs> That's still funny. <laughs> but I mean, like, I, 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 what made them think? You know, they're like, you know what? What we could, how we could find the drugs? Yeah, get your dog over there and do it. Hey, you sure he can do that? Ah, uh, I mean, I don't know he can't. Yeah. Uh, let, let's find out. Here, get. Do you have some drugs? Yeah, I have some drugs on me. Here, we'll let him smell it. So they do this whole thing about how these cadaver dogs are trained and how one member of the team lost his leg to gangrene and he donated it to us so we could bury it. And it's trained cadaver dogs for 18 years, the remnants of my friend's leg. So there's all this stuff. And to train a cadaver dog, they have to be trained or, or any type of dog. They're trained to show you the handler something. And so in this story, they find that one scent, the scent of death. And they are to stop. Which was the very less popular sequel to Sin of a Woman. Yes. They are to stop and to give one bark and just stay right there where the scent of death is. Okay? So you do all that, and that's very interesting. And I know cadaver dogs are a real thing. This needs to be the plot of The Secret Life of Pets 3. One of them becomes a cadaver. And they're like, oh, this is, ter- this is terrible. I don't, I don't want to smell this. Stay right there. Keep, keep your nose on it. I don't know. Dennis Leary's like the voice of the dog yes. or something. Yes, I see that. Mm-hmm. Okay. We'll write that one later. Okay, so you get a, some experts, and you see dogs, and you, it's explained to you how this works. Then you have the crime, and the crime is, uh, it starts out with the, the actual 911 call, and a, a man has been carjacked, and as you often hear in the news, he's telling the carjackers, you know, my baby is in the car, and they take the car anyway. And it happens in Chicago, and according to certain members of law enforcement, the the man was immediately indicted in the heads of the people allegedly looking for the two-year-old child, decided that he had killed the child, and that was that. And he was sent to prison, is the short version. The cadaver dogs barked underneath his car, saying they smelled the smell of death. However... As they come back and say later, well, yeah, but you, Adam, won't have a different scent of death as I will have. The scent of death is going to be pretty much the same for everybody. It's pretty, pretty standardized. Yes. It's not like your thumbprint or anything. So other than, than that, he, the man was basically convicted on a barking dog, even though he described who held him up. Another police dog found the ski mask, traced it to a house where there was a toddler of that age. But that wasn't pursued. This man was just, you know, tried and convicted as soon as the police showed up, is how it is presented. So you have the the mom and the dad, the, the mom who is, is waiting for her daughter to come home. And then you have the story of how cadaver dogs work. And then you have all members of law enforcement saying, well, this wasn't looked at and this wasn't looked at. And then it's over. So it's just over. And this the crime happened about 15 years ago. So you have these are half hour shows presented in that way. There's another one about blood splatter. And it explains how blood splatter works. 
And then you go to a story of a man who was killed in his home. And 25 years after the fact, they go into a cold case file and find something that they say is on his wife's nightgown. You you definitely called it saying that Kristen would want to watch yes. this. Yes. Like, I'm surprised. She probably yes. has and just hasn't told me that she watched it. Like, well, I mean, they, this this is directly in yeah. her, her field of vision it right is. here. But the thing is, you've, you're not going to find out who is right or who isn't. It is what you do pick up on is a great, one of them is about touch DNA, which is different from DNA from a blood sample, for instance. So if I touch Adam's sunglasses who are out here right now, my DNA is going to transfer to his sunglasses. And then if those sunglasses are involved in a crime, then my DNA could be at that crime. But it's like a copy of a copy of a copy of a copy is how touch DNA is different from regular DNA from something more viscous. So you pick up fascinating little things like that, and then you have something that really happened. You've got both sides talking about it, and then... That's it. That you, that you almost don't really normally have the opportunity to to use. And I mean, I mean, as much as like, you know, DNA is is uh, prevalent and all around us. Like, I don't I don't really get to mess with it a whole lot. Right. I mean, a, as things are. So what I did like about Exhibit A is it does give you a lot. It's not trying to be sensationalist. And it. You know, it's. You know what would be sensational? What? If uh, Cadaver Dog was actually played by, like, Ice Cube, and, like, he's just, he's a mortician that, a I mean, wouldn't you, wouldn't you watch I that? I would watch that. Or, I mean, maybe it's a, maybe it's a movie. I, I don't know which it is yet, but I'm just saying, like, that seems like something. And I now feel. I have my, my favorite comedian, the lovely John Mulaney, doing his iced tea SVU bit, um, which you'll just have to YouTube. M- M- Mulaney is fantastic. Anybody yes. that saw, um, if you're not aware of him, he was uh, uh, Spider Ham mm-hmm. in uh, uh, Into the Spider Verse. Like he's, uh, I got several. Uh, I want to say specials on Netflix. Am I right? Yes, uh, and I've seen all of them well, multiple times. Well worth whatever what, what, whatever time it says that it it, it allots for it. It's well worth it. Yes. You're listening to Binge or Cringe, brought to you by Hinson Oakley Family Dentistry, Jane Allen and Adam Cravens, talking about what's worth watching. So in the vein of Exhibit A on Netflix, I also, for for your wife, I chose to watch something called, wait for it, wait for it. Are you waiting for it? Yes. It's called The Confession Tapes. Ooh. And it is similar in that you have both sides, and these are from crimes that are maybe 20, 25 years old, and I'm in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, well, the Ted Bundy show, I'm sure, did really well for Netflix. Let's do a show where they have video confessions, and then let's talk about everyone involved in the court proceedings. So... uh these shows are longer, so I've only seen one of them, and it involves a small town, and a teenage girl uh, has called her mom, says that she's out of gas, and then they can't find her, and then she she turns up dead. 
So there's that. I wonder how often, like, so, like with, with Bundy, like, obviously, like, his level of notoriety, like, got it out there. But, I mean, I, I wonder how often you do have people just being like, oh, yeah, that uh, that thing in the 80s. Like, that was me. Like, those 13 murders where they, you know, did this, this, and this, and starts giving very specific detail that, like, police didn't, like, release to mm-hmm. it. Like, I'm actually, you know what? I don't want to yeah, know. I don't want to know. I, I don't want to know that either because then then I will want to lock uh, more people uh, of my doors at night. So, for instance, this, I think, happened in, let's say, the late 80s, where certainly it would have been common to videotape a confession along with writing it down. Sure. Because, you know... It's been around that long that you can record these things. So a guy is picked up and he is accused of doing this. And in the videotaped confession, as an outsider, unless there is some sort of mental issue that I cannot even put my finger on, my take is the guy is just, he's done whatever they've said or done to him. He's just, he's just done. He doesn't really confess to anything. He just agrees to sentences they say. And it's it's very uh, unusual to watch. And so you get the story of how he just had breakfast with his daughter. And then an hour or two later, he's over here and doing this. And then you see the confession, and it's clearly coming from the sheriff and I think the FBI guy, very good cop, bad copping, saying how they're going to arrest her daughter. And if he'll just confess, they'll cut her loose. And how they do the confession at the sheriff's house. Well, just that, weird stuff. That seems fishy. Weird, wacky stuff. Weird, so, wild, and wacky. What, what do you think, Ed? <laughs> do you like that? It's, it's intriguing. And... Uh, I find that kind of thing just fascinating, even though I realize it's incredibly morbid. Why would I even want to watch that? And yet it is compelling. It's reality because they weren't filming this stuff in the 80s going, you know what? One day it's going to make some great TV. This is going to stream on uh, uh, probably an app or something. This is going to be great for it. So wise guy, eh? Nah, uh, nah, see? I'd be like, we didn't have video video yeah. cameras. Gonna like, talk now, see? Uh, they're gonna be talkies. I am the colors. It's uh, it's just interesting that that you can now see that. So uh, I don't know how much merit there is to that, but it's it's still interesting. And I don't know why I find watching these types of shows interesting. I'm not a a violent person. And yet, I'm fascinated. Well, I, I mean, I, I think that is the catch about, like, it, it's the, the, the it, it's escapist. Like, when we, okay, yeah. a, a Star Wars movie, like, at, well, no, that's real. at no point, like, am I going to be able to drive a Millennium Falcon? I can't use the Force. I don't have a lightsaber. Like, oh, there's fantastical. You do have a lightsaber. Oh, I do. But I'm saying it's not an actual functioning, like, yeah. for realsies yeah. lightsaber. And in the same way, like, I don't get a lot of opportunity to get uh, taped confessions (laughs) for people to tell me about murder. Like, it doesn't come up at work, and it'll just be like, oh, yeah, and can you get me a pack of uh, uh, Winston Lights? By the way, I murdered 17 people. I'd be like, all right, that's going to be 21, 24 (laughs) out of 22. There's your change, sir. Excellent. Thank you. Have a good day. Bye-bye, then. Yeah. Um, It's very... It's very interesting, and it is, I don't want to say it's perfect summer TV, but what I like about these shows 
Exhibit A and the confession tapes is you only have to really invest in one episode. It's not a continuing story. And you may pick up something a little interesting here and there. And it may, if you were feeling too complacent and just really comfortable in your surroundings, maybe just enough for you to go, huh. I should lock my doors now, more often. Now I am scared of what goes bump in the night. I am, exactly. And uh, there, you are left with the feeling that the man could frame you if the man had a reason to. I, I hope he doesn't. Uh, I, th- I mean, I, I don't... The man. I don't, I don't know why anybody would want to frame me. I don't know either, but it's quite disturbing. So... I don't. I haven't seen the the very last two minutes of the one I'm talking about, but I'm under the impression that this gentleman was placed in jail because he kind of, sort of confessed. Because I can't well, really say it was a confession when he's just going, uh huh, uh huh. I mean, if you want to get technical, yes, it is. Is it yes. a convincing confession? No. Less so. Uh. No, because I would think if you'd done something horrible, you would either be denying it right and left, as opposed to walking in somewhere and going, hey, here, go ahead and look at my truck. Nobody was in it. So quit. Take me off your list. Yeah. I wouldn't have offered it. And then uh, if I had done a horrible thing, maybe as a human being, I would have some sort of emotional reaction or a begging of forgiveness or something, not a just... Nope. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, not everybody's crazy, Bundy. Well, no, no, no. So it's it and thank is goodness inter- for that. Yes, yes, it is very interesting. And uh, again, Chris would enjoy it. So Exhibit A and the confession tapes. I'm not going to say they're for the little ones, but I'm going to say teenagers on up. It's. <sighs> We're gonna pro- well, I mean, when, it's just interesting. When I was young, I enjoyed watching Unsolved Mysteries. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, there, there's a, uh, I mean, I mean, the, how many authors like have written, you know, thirty, forty like mystery novels? Like, people do kind of like to piece that kind of thing together. Like it, it makes sense. When I was in Catholic school, where I actually had a lovely time, I remember one of the nuns, and I'm paraphrasing here saying something about, in heaven, all of your questions would be answered. So immediately, in my mind, I'm going, okay, Bermuda Triangle, Abominable Snowman. I mean, I need all of these things addressed. How, how is, like, We Jane not a show on Netflix? <laughs> like, I mean, that, if that, that trailer right there just sold me on the show, them just going, in, like, you just have it, and maybe you've got, like, some, like, you know, hymn music playing, or maybe it's, like, an organ under just going, in heaven all questions shall be answered. And then Jane starts going, well, in A New Hope... I noticed that, yes. like, and this is like you know before you know Disney buys out. So it's the you know the, it, it, in period like I, I would I would like to see this show. I will never you're, forget you're using it to like answer pop culture questions. Yes, or just being like, all right, a train comes from Chicago. Like <laughs> may, it's maybe it's like Wonder Years esque <laughs> or like Scrubs, where like JD would just do the hmm, hmm. and then you get the little like side skit. I would totally watch that show. I remember the day I broke Sister Marie. Um, she was saying how... That Sweet Baby Jane. That's the name of the show. Oh, my goodness. We're- she was saying how men and women who aren't married, it's not a great idea to live together. That's, that's, re- that's really how she phrased it. She says, it's just not a great idea. 
Uh, how come? She was because it just, you know, it just isn't. It would, it would put you in awkward situations, an opportunity for sin. And I said, but there's no sin on Three's Company. They're just three people sharing an apartment. They each have their own room. And I would not let up on my Three's Company. And she goes, okay, okay. In some cases, it's just fine. I'm just saying. 99% of the time, if John Ritter is not involved. I would not let up. That poor woman. I was, I was, and I don't, I don't know if it was an intentional. I think I was just like a really inquisitive kid. Like we'd be in, in Sunday school and like I'd raise the hand and like, they'd be like in Pharaoh's daughter named him Moses. And then I'd, I'd raise my hand. I'd be like, well, what, what did, what did his mom call him before that? And they're just like, mm-hmm. M- Moses and I'm just like, well, that's a that's a remarkable. Question. Which reminds both, me of is, a- is Moses like a normal name? Is that like James or Bob? Like, what? Why would they both call? And it, I think it just got to the point. They're just like, I hope he doesn't raise his hand. I hope he does. Oh, he raises hand. What is it, Adam? Oh. Brings you up to another John Mulaney bit. Who would say, and uh, Jedediah and Elijah Jaya and their wives Ann and Sally. And how, how you've got the long biblical names. And then the wives seem to have the regular names There's, in the Bible. They're not named after like a, a chapter or like a, you know, a verse in the Bible. No. Yeah. <laughs> got, but the women have the normal, air quote, normal names. Again, John Mulaney, always worth watching. I could just, I love it that my, my girls can quote him because apparently he is a lot of memes. Yeah. Yeah. And. I I see them quoting him much as I quoted Steve Martin. Well, it, it eventually, like, there's only so much, like, material you can get from Will Ferrell and The Office. You're, you're going to have to turn somewhere else. Yes. So, and The Office was finally finished. And so now, now I have to turn them somewhere else. We've already done 30 Rock. I'm ready to watch 30 Rock for the fourth or fifth time in its entirety. You and I, speaking... Speaking of The Office, um, you and I had spoken a couple of weeks ago about the fact that The Office has nearly like 7% of Netflix uh, usage. And how NBC is going to take it away. And I had said, I I can't imagine there's a world that like when they start setting this thing up, they don't. Because like, how do you replace that show? Like, I mean, even if you've got a, you start right now, like, because I think they said NBC Universal is getting it. In twenty January twenty twenty one, um, like how do you get a show that's that has that much of an impact that people just basically at this point it's comfort food people just put yeah. it on in the background so they they can they can hear it much like Seinfeld I could always do that the only thing that bugs me about Seinfeld now is the I hate to say it the actual picture quality of what I find to watch is sometimes a bit annoying. Well, you've got a lot of, sh- like, uh, uh, most of your Star Treks in the 90s, like, they really were, like, looking ahead. Or eventually, like, when Enterprise started shooting in uh, anamorphic widescreen, like, before widescreen televisions, which are now the norm, mm-hmm. became normal. Um, things that didn't decide to look ahead to the future and just be like, we should shoot this thing in HD. Or, like, the mm-hmm. shows that were being shot in color, despite the fact most televisions still black and white. They're like, okay, one day th- there's going to be color for television sets everywhere. We should probably go ahead and start doing this in color. 
Um, I, I have experienced like even honestly, the DVDs mm-hmm. of, of Seinfeld still don't. I mean, unless they, they're all, in fact, just really kind of fuzzy in real life. Um, mm, yeah, but they are hilarious. Now, I'm wondering, since the Big Bang Theory has now finished in the next five years or so, will that be the one that people are watching over and over? I, I don't know. I have a hard time connecting. Like, I, I didn't connect with that show. And um, you know what? I I did eventually watch some of them, but I enjoyed it better when it was like all of the Star Wars mentions on Big Bang Theory and watching like 20 minutes of that. I enjoyed that more. You you want to watch the highlight reel from yes. ESPN. Yeah, well, yes. I, I can't disagree with because you. Because like, people say, why aren't you watching? It's all about that nerd stuff you know about. It's like, eh, I don't know. I've, I've never been a big fan of like Chuck Lorre. And like, honestly, like I just, I, I have not liked a sitcom in a, probably the last time I really enjoyed a sitcom was 30 Rock. And that went off, what, in, oh, maybe 2010, Aren't you now watching the Goldbergs? I, I'm like, I, I, I enjoy the Goldbergs, but I would but, not yeah. put Goldberg shoulder to shoulder. Oh, no, no. It's with, different. With like Seinfeld or the, it, I, I enjoy it. But I'm just saying like the last time, like I just loved one. Like 30 Rock, like mm-hmm. I, I, is, is incomparable. Really enjoy the Goldbergs, but like, I don't know that I put it up on the pedestal yes. with them. Um, I don't I don't maybe maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it just needs. But like, uh, what was it? Um, not how to train your mother. Uh, how I met your mother. How to mm-hmm. train your mother. I, or I was getting the dragon movie connected with. It. I didn't get into I didn't that really either. Get into that either. I yeah. was just. I was like, wow, this story is really long. Why have your kids not gotten up? Wow, you told that to your kids about that woman that huh. you were with. Like, yeah, I remember watching the last episode and went, hmm, that was about it. Uh, but what intrigues me is. The it really seems to be like the 11 to 15 year olds. Well, it's not just them, but I'll say 11 to 20 year olds have truly embraced the office. I mean, I I was dealing with some millennials just the other day and one of them said something unusual. And I said, that's what she said. And they're going, the office. So, you know, they're they're, they. Well, I mean, it really seems to speak to them. We we caught it. Like for I want to say it was oh four, am I right? Maybe oh five. Whenever the office was started, heavily embroiled in children. And but so. if you're eleven to fifteen, like you were either five mm-hmm. or born. Yes. At that point, so I mean, like, and I'm going to go ahead and say, like, the office didn't speak to you as an eight year old, just going like, yeah, am am, am I right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, man, man, they hitting it on the head right there. Like, yeah, that is what it's like. Oh, I. Um, I'm in Bears. second. I'm at second Beats. grade. Battlestar Galactica, still funny. Anyway, I, I am curious to see what will replace it, and now we'll have to just watch NBC Universal in 2021. Um, I think we're about to run into the same problem, like cable and yes, satellite. Had, it's like, become this. It's become cable in satellite form, like. Netflix, when it had everything, when really it was the only game in town, or may- maybe Hulu if you wanted to watch new shows, that was fine. Like I could get it for you know nine ninety nine and five ninety nine. Um, at a, at a certain point though, like I, I mean, I, I get CBS All Access when they have new episodes of Star Trek. Like the the Twilight Zone wasn't enough to keep me subscribed. Like whenever Discovery or Picard or Section. 
31 or any of those come out, maybe I get it in there and I catch those. Maybe I catch the Twilight Zone episodes then, but like it, it really seems like they're all they're, they're betting it all on one. All of them are going to have that mm-hmm. one big show or may, maybe two big show or like that. IP like uh, Disney Plus is going to have the Star Wars TV right. show. They're going to have like a thousand different Marvel TV shows. You'd think we could get jobs. I as many as they're making. Yeah. Like, I mean, the bare minimum, like they're going to run out of extras eventually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If only we knew someone who was connected. I should. Do you, <laughs> do you know? Do you know any of the Disneys? Do, do you know Walt Disney? I know his floating head. You, it, well, I mean, I mean, we'll put in a word. Anyway, uh, I, I don't. Am Oz. My uh, my children. They, yeah, they which won't. they own now. <laughs> my my children have not seen all of Parks and Rec, which is entertaining. They've seen some because you know Chris Pratt. Uh, just haven't seen all of it. I don't know what they're ready to see all of that they're really going to. I think they're just going to rewatch 30 Rock in the Office. Did, did you see what Chris Pratt got cast in? No. I, th- I thought maybe I didn't send this to you. Hercules. What? He, they're going to have him. At, at, at the Is Kevin Sorbo? What? Ni- 1997's Hercules. Yes. They're redoing it live action. Chris Pratt as what? Hercules. What? And wait for it. Wait for it. Jeff Goldblum. Ah, uh, as ah, uh, Hades. Uh. Oh, like how? How oh, is that? Uh, how uh, is that? Will he have dinosaurs? Okay, I'm. Thrilled. And I think uh, uh, I want to say it's Anna Kendrick as uh, as Meg. So but, so it's going to be the Disney Hercules. It's the D- Disney's Hercules with the music. Pro- most likely, Mo- most of them have kept the music because Anna Kendrick. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, I I missed that. If, if all I would have said was Chris Pratt as Hercules and Jeff Goldblum as Haiti, I was just, and I think they said uh, it is likely it's, it's irrelevant. It's likely that um, uh, Danny Danny DeVito is going to repi- reprise oh, his nice. role as well. So, mm-hmm. like, some of these I've been kind of indifferent to, just going, like the the Cinderella live action. I was like, well, okay, mm-hmm. I mean that's a thing, sure. Um, and I think Melissa McCarthy is also in talks to play Ursula in the live action uh, Little Mermaid, which I'll watch anything Melissa McCarthy. Yeah, does. pretty much. But the, the particularly like I think Pratt like made me happy. Goldblum is what is what sent it home. Like, I just I want to watch it right now. Yeah, I do, too. Now, in a related note, uh, seeing as Chris Pratt just married a Schwarzenegger, yeah, yeah. Uh, I saw a family photo of all of Arnold's children because I did, and one of his sons is not... All of his legitimate children? Yes. Okay. Is not a, I don't know, bodybuilder type. I th- is that, are they not just, do they not all just pop out with like abs and, no. and, uh, and um, biceps? I, and I looked at him. Mother, and I, I need the protein shake here. Yeah, no, they put away the baby formula. I need the proteins. I thought, that poor guy. Because his whole life, it's, you know, Arnold, be healthy this, Arnold, physical that. And here, like at one point, I think he's he was kind of like, has Chris Pratt's he body pre- from he was Parks the, and Rec. Um, he was like the presidential yes. spokesman for yes. physical education or something. And then Your you dad do one that? of his sons is like, eh, not I'm, so I'm, much. I'm, 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 a, I'm John Schwarzenegger. I'm, I'm, I'm just not, not going to do not, it. I'm not into it. I'm, no. I'm not into it. And then you have his illegitimate son who is totally into it and you know, looks just 
like him, which is interesting because his all the kids honestly look more like Shrivers. Thinking that that Kennedy blood. Yeah. Yes. Um, and they're a very attractive family. But apparently, but he's, I just his, his felt DNA, bad. It's very strong. I felt bad. It acts bad. like a predator to the other <laughs> DNAs. I just felt bad for it, the guy. It terminates them. I just can't. I just can't imagine his whole his whole life just. Hey, is your Schwarzenegger? Is your why don't you look like that? Is your is your dad Arnold? Yeah, yeah. There, no, no. There's two Schwarzeneggers in this Mr. part Universe. of town. I just. My heart went out to him because clearly he's been eating his pain. And I understand that. And I just wanted to say, it's okay. You be you. Son, every day is not the cheat day. What are you doing? No, you cannot eat the pizzas today. You must eat the baked chicken and the broccolis. I, th- I, I guess. I don't, I don't know how he gets to look I like guess. I was, I was, to be fair, I'm poking a lot of fun, but I was never Mr. Universe or like Olympia. I would never played Hercules in New York. Um None of that. Yeah. None of it. But you could. You could Chris Prattify yourself. But why? You know? I mean, I, uh, well, I have. It just depends on which era exactly. you're talking about. If right. anybody's like, oh, wow, look at you. Uh, and I'm just like, yeah, Chris Pratt, I know. Parks and Rec era. Not not Guardians. <laughs> <laughs> no, none of that nonsense. Ooh, that, that looks hard. Yeah, that'd be terrible. Anyway, so I just realized Star-Lord's father-in-law is the terminator that's that's a movie i'd watch huh and as guardians of the galaxy the the, the, the uh, star lord's as other guardians or asgardians oh that james gunn has said that it will not be as guardians of the galaxy oh. but he has not discounted that chris hemsworth may appear in the third he has guardians in my mind movie. he's already in it the the perfect send-off at at the end of the movie really tells me that if Thor does not appear in the third one, they have missed a golden opportunity yeah. or somebody wanted too much on their contract. It's still, and they should pay him for it. Because imagine the working out montage they'll have to to to, to get him back into Thor shape. Or, or, or better, a different shape. Tur- turns out Odin's not his biological father. He just, he adopted him and Loki and they reveal Thor's father to be... Uh, Chris Pratt's, like, father-in-law. Well, the little Thor, look at you. Oh, Dad is so proud. Oh, you're not bro Thor anymore. You have the abs. I assume. I assume. Does does he always yell like that, do you think? Like I don't know. Even when, like, if he's, you know, just ordering in a restaurant. (laughs) I'm trying to think. I don't think I've ever heard Arnold not, like, be nearly screaming whatever he was. It's not a tumor. I've just... You, On that note. Do you know any quiet Arnold moments? I don't want any quiet Arnold moments. No. That, well, I, I think his maid got one of those. <laughs> you, get the, you get the bouncing baby boy that looks just like me. If I, he's got the Austrian jeans. See, that's what I was reading. Because of the, the wedding, there's been all the Schwarzenegger stuff. And if you click on just one thing, all this other stuff shows up in your news feed. And so apparently, if this is to be believed, uh, the, the woman that is the mother of his youngest child, who was the maid... She she said it was her husband's baby and everyone was going with the fact that it was her husband's baby uh, until, until it, he looked so much like Arnold. And they're like, wait. Everybody kind of went, uh. Aren't you the Schwarzenegger's maid? Yes. So it was kind of in a surprise to her husband that the child that looked just like Arnold is not biologically his. So it was a lot. There's a lot of baggage to unpack there. Just and yet, right. and yet. 
kind of funny. Not really, but I, I can see how 20 years from now, it could be funny. I mean, maybe he gets, you know, cut in, cut in, in the will or something. Like, maybe yeah, it ends up it well. Could I, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, uh, that's really all we have. Thanks for listening to tonight's show. <laughs> and we'll be back next week with something, um, I'm sure, earth-shatteringly relevant. At the very least of note. Yes. So you have been listening to Binge or Cringe. I'm Jane Ellen. And I'm Adam Cravens. Binge or Cringe, starring Jane Ellen and Adam Cravens, is a Hinson Oakley Podcast Center production. Listen to new or past podcasts anytime at rock937online.com.